0: Welcome to Broken Tusk Rising, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition actual play in the Galarian campaign setting. We're playing through the Quest for the Frozen Flame adventure path.
1: I'm Sean, and I'm playing Andreas Witchborn, the human magus.
2: I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Zancath, the halfling fighter.
3: I'm Jeanette, and I'm playing Jonesy, the human cleric.
4: This is Josh, and I'm playing Corgo, the human barbarian.
0: Last time on Broken Tusk Rising, the scouts returned a magical cap to the Blindheims of the cave, and the frog-like creatures all dove into the underground lake and left the caverns. They then ventured deeper into the cave, finding a room covered in cave paintings, two of which turned out to be spells. Kogo realized that the configuration of painted stars represented solar midnight during the spring, a time which must somehow be important. They pushed into another room full of cave paintings, but this time the paintings came to life and attacked. Corgo and Zancath were knocked unconscious, and Andreas and Jonesy dragged them from the room. The heroes have decided to rest and recover before trying the room again. We rejoin them now in the room painted with stars, as Zancath and Corgo lie unconscious, and Jonesy and Andreas debate what to do next. You had talked about returning around Solar Midnight. If you're going to get a full rest, you'll need to start almost immediately or you will miss your window until tomorrow night. You'll also need to decide where you're going to rest.
1: I think that right here is good, Jonesy. We just tuck them all down, throw a blanket over them. Maybe uh, a light scalp massage. They'll be right as rain by the time midnight rolls around.
3: Or we could just... Go back to the following and never ever come back here.
1: <laughs> I hear that there's another batch of adventurers on the way. We we'll could probably just retire and let them take over.
3: Yes, that's that's, that's a very good idea. Book two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no,
3: I agree. Just back in the room with the uh, star cave paintings.
0: Right, that's where you are right now.
3: Yeah. Oh, yes. It's, it's very dark in here. I couldn't tell.
0: <laughs> Is this torch on? <laughs> All right, uh, you make camp for the afternoon to rest and recover with the damp cave dripping around you. Occasionally you hear a light splash from the direction of the lake, but otherwise the cave is still. After about an hour of resting, you hear distant barking echoing around the walls of the cave.
3: Oh, it's
0: Rumpy coming in. Jonesy, you're pretty sure it's Rumpy the dire wolf.
3: I am pretty sure it's Rumpy. Maybe I'll go take a look.
0: Just don't work too hard or you'll have to rest again.
3: Yes, yes. Uh, Are Corgo and
1: Zankath conscious yet?
0: How long does it take them to wake up if they've been unconscious?
1: Well, if we've given them uh, some first aid, they would be conscious.
0: I
3: don't I don't think we did that. Should we do that? I
1: don't think you've done that yet. Let's do that. That first hour before, yep, exactly. before Ruffy starts barking.
3: Or, you know, we can just let them bleed out. It's fine. That's fine.
1: Well, you yep. stabilize them. They're so stabilized. stabilized. <laughs> yeah, they're stabilized.
4: Right? They're at zero. Okay.
3: All right, so let's go with Zankath first. The
4: best sleep you ever get is when you're
1: bleeding
3: out. (laughs)
2: It's the only sleep I ever get. 15.
1: That's an exact success. Nice. 2d8. All
2: right, that's 12
3: for Zankath. Yay. And then Corgo. Ooh, 20 for Corgo, but same healing points. 14.
0: All right, so now they're both conscious.
1: So uh, in that case, I will go with Jonesy to retrieve the wolf.
3: Yes, I was about to ask.
0: Okay, so the two of you walk back through the caves to the entrance. Yes. You reach the entrance just about at the time that the sun has fallen below the mountain height, so it's getting pretty dark out there, and you can see Rumpy is standing in the cave mouth, growling.
3: Uh, Rumpy, no. No growling. And I, uh, Jonesy will go over to, uh, is he growling into the cave, or Out like, of the
0: cave. Out of the I cave. Know. Yeah. Oh.
3: Okay, Jonesy will quietly approach.
0: Okay. Uh, the wolf kind of whines as you approach and moves aside a little bit and reveals three figures standing a healthy distance away. They don't look like they want to get too close to this dire wolf. You see standing there are Letsua, Arbina Farwander, and Shaggy Shemvin.
2: Oh, thank God. I thought it was going to be the others. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's Picano. His is two <laughs> mooks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Latsua uh, speaks up. Oh, thank goodness. Greetings, Scouts. It seems you've made yet another furry friend. She's very loyal, apparently. Harbino wanted to see the cave, and I thought it would be a good idea to check on your progress. Is there any news?
3: Yes, there's quite a bit of news. Uh, we went inside this cave, and then we were attacked by these, these toad creatures that... Uh, apparently were just kind of afraid of us, but uh, that doesn't matter. And then, after we dealt with them, there was a, a water elf, and we we talked to her, and, and she said some things, and And did they say that that Zanketh and Corgo were, got wounded terribly, and uh, would you like to come inside?
0: Oh! Well, I, I, I think I'd rather stay out here if it's alright with you, uh, your wolf doesn't seem too keen on letting me in, and I'm not terribly fond of caves, but I think Harbino wants to go in, don't you? <laughs> and, uh, she says, Oh boy, do I ever! Will you let, let, let me at him! I, I've never, I've never cartographed, mapped out a, 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 you know, drawn a map of a cave before. I was wondering if I could have a look at it.
3: Yes, uh, but it is quite dangerous. Uh, do you have any... Weapons or anything to protect yourself.
0: I got this little dagger.
3: Oh, good. Yes, that's, that's all you need. He uh, looks over at... Oh, my gosh.
1: Me? Andreas? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, man. George is getting old. No, he is old. He's old. He's tired.
3: <laughs> and then he looks back. Uh, but, y- yes, we, uh, we could escort you through... Um, we do think that we found the spirit. It does not seem to be very cooperative though. We found some markings in the in the cave indicating the solar midnight. We think it might have something to do with the opportune time to approach the spirit, but uh, we aren't certain.
0: Very interesting. Well, I trust you to resolve the situation appropriately. Of course. We're all in your capable hands. Uh And Shaggy, I believe, wanted to ask you something as well, and Shaggy is standing there looking kind of bashful, and he's tracing in the in the dirt with his toe and he says, "Well, I sort of wondered if maybe you'd seen a raven headed woman
1: yet. We did see a woman with dark hair a uh, a naiad did she have a beak um no, oh, that's okay." I'm sure. I'm sure we're getting closer every day, Shaggy. Fear not. We did find lots of cool rocks. Really? Yes. There's <laughs> one yeah. rock. Can I see? Oh yes. You'd better come in right into the last chamber with us, because that's where the rock is. <laughs> and if there's anybody that can handle that chamber and the dangers <laughs> within, it is you. Also, really cool rock. Really cool. Really? Yes. It's probably okay. one of the best
0: rocks I've ever seen. He, he looks looks at Letsua. Can I
1: go? Can I go?
0: And Letsua says, well, I suppose the following is rather close now, and as long as Harbina comes back with me, I think it would be fine if uh, Shaggy goes with you, if you want him to. Yes, I'll be honest, the little dagger,
1: probably uh, not that helpful against the, the really cool rock.
3: I could try tracing out the cave for you, Harbina.
0: Well, I wasn't going to go with you into any dangerous areas, I was just going to, you know, try mapping out a few areas just to see what it's like, but... I don't have to go just yet, do I, right? I could can, I can just hang around for a bit. Yes, why don't
1: we invite you back once, uh, once this whole midnight business is wrapped up.
0: Uh, all right. Uh, that, that sounds good. All right, well, then I guess Letsua and I walk back. Yeah, that sounds good. And uh, Letsua he sort of gestures at Andreas, and he says, M- Might I talk to you for a moment, Andreas? Oh, y- yes, of course, sir. Uh,
1: Andreas steps forward.
0: And he leads you aside a bit, and he says, uh, Well, I just thought I'd let you know, as a member of Otter House, that, uh, that Otter House is doing fine, uh, generally. Uh, but, well, of course, without Grandfather Ewa, and not having chosen a new leader, the other Mammoth Lords are uh, helping to keep Falcon House together. If you, you, you understand. Someone has to make decisions... Uh, I mean, it's mostly it's me and Argakoa and, well, our daughter Wippa. You know, she's got her hands full at the moment.
1: I'm quite flattered that you would ask me to lead the following.
0: Oh, no, no, that wasn't what I was asking. That was, <laughs> I was simply saying well, that... I, uh, give me an update.
1: I, I was I was going to say I can't do it, so it's all good.
0: Oh, well, that all works out fine it. then. I'll give up. Uh, in any case, uh, I just... Uh, wanted to let let you know how the really how <laughs> the, really how they're that, doing. Really glad
1: that everybody's okay. <laughs> 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 I'm
0: I'm sorry. I, no, I'm, that, so, I'm sorry. I brought it up. It's all, uh, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, let's do. I'm
1: just glad that everybody's everybody's healthy and and hail and and having a good day. I'm. Jonesy and I have lots of important business to attend to, so.
0: Well, I, okay, they'll they'll have to choose a new leader at some point. While uh, once we reach a, a place where we can stay for a while, but great, th- great. I
1: hope they pick someone okay. that's really cool.
0: Oh, all right. <laughs> well, Harbina uh, Her, <laughs> and I. Maybe it should <laughs> be you. We're, no, I'm, I'm all. I uh, know. I'm already in a different house. You see, uh, but uh, I will be going now. Good, good luck. <laughs> good, good luck to you. We don't need it. It's a short walk.
1: <laughs> he Turns back to Jonesy. Yeah. Hope they trip.
0: <laughs> what about Rumpy? Not that I was
3: listening.
1: I mean, he feel like feel like anybody could do it. This doesn't seem
3: like such a hard job. Make decisions. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure. sure she was an alpha. Look how cute yes, she is. Absolutely,
0: <laughs> Rumpy's is just sort of hanging out with Jonesy the whole time, just leaning. On Jonesy, which is not a good idea because of how huge this wolf is, but definitely giving you that, uh, that loving lean, Okay, oh, uh, a few licks.
3: Both Jonesy and Jeanette are super into this. <laughs> <laughs> in the ridge scratches.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Rumpy is into it as well. All right, so what are you doing? you leaving Rumpy here again, heading back inside? Rumpy can't fit, you're saying. Is Rumpy that- could fit, but it, Rumpy would have to squeeze. And it would take a while to get through that entrance. There are several other passages that Rumpy would have a hard time getting through, but you could bring Rumpy back there. In fact, those last few rooms, it's actually larger, and you would be able to fit Rumpy back there.
3: No, don't make me take her. I love her too much. Please, sir, leave her behind. Look at her.
1: Well, she's probably lonely out here, Jonesy. Plus, you know, some big warm animal to sleep next to would make it pretty cozy back in that cave. All right, but she's staying
0: behind whatever you want, Jonesy. So Shaggy looks at you expectantly.
3: Yes, over this way, uh, I saw some moist rocks.
0: Ooh. (laughs) I don't normally handle the moist ones. Well, there there are steps, so
1: it's not really for handling. What? (laughs) You'll see, you'll see, you'll understand. Everything will become clear in time. Okay.
0: All right, well, he follows you in and back to the painted room. Yeah.
2: While they're gone. Uh, once Zancath is uh, conscious again, uh, she's going to crawl over to Corgo and kind of mm-hmm. just check him over. Well, this is quite a mess we've gotten ourselves into, Corgo, but you, you seem to be doing better, but gracious, that was difficult to watch.
4: I'm not even sure what happened. I think I got beat up by a cartoon.
2: I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes. That is not... Totally incorrect. Uh, just uh, a cat creature came out of the wall and beat you up. Basically, <laughs> it was quite dramatic.
4: That's that's ridiculous.
2: Don't don't feel bad. It almost immediately came out of another wall and beat me up as well. So,
4: hey, um, I think I'm gonna have a hard time going to sleep because I've kind of fallen asleep already several times today. <laughs> <laughs> could, do you think you could like I don't know? Could you help me fall asleep
2: would you like a story like I did when you were younger
4: <laughs> yes that'd be great
2: <laughs> alright lay down okay Zancat's gonna sit beside Corgo and you know kind of stroke his hair while she tells him a story once in an area very near here there was a civilization it's very old people don't even know about it now there were problems in this civilization. They had an enemy who was coming to attack them, and but they sent their mightiest warrior off to fight them. This warrior, he... He went. He fought. He fought bravely. Many times he fell, but he always rose and went on. He continued fighting, made it all the way to their leader, challenged him to a duel. It was a hard fight. This mighty warrior nearly fell. But managed in the end to lay final blow upon this leader and win freedom for his people. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Not what I was going for, but yeah, 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 that too.
0: <laughs> Did Corgo make it to the end of the story? He's 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 fading, but
4: he's like that's that sounds like a story about friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> friend. Perhaps friend is one of his uh, one of the warriors' ancestors. Go to sleep now.
0: Okay. I can... I'm, I'm already asleep. <laughs> all right. Hero points all around, actually. I'm going to give everyone a hero point. Oh, bravo. What? Hero point for Jonesy's obsession with Rumpy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hero point for Andreas's deep disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Hero point for Corgo's uh, sleepy bedtime. And hero point for uh, a story told on short notice.
2: I got a little bit of heads up, but yes. Oh, okay. I didn't do much planning for it.
0: Minus one hero point.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh,
3: no. No, no, minus two. No.
0: Minus two hero points. The hero no. <laughs> <No. laughs> didn't even have a name.
3: <laughs> I liked it. I, I for was sure great. I was brand.
0: So your eight hours pass. It's dark outside. It's very quiet in the cave. You don't hear any sound coming from that room to the south.
2: Uh, one little thing, when the others uh, get back, Zancath is still stroking Corgo's hair to make sure he actually falls all the way asleep, uh-huh. and makes sure to shush them as soon as they walk in so they don't wake <laughs> Corgo
0: up. <laughs>
3: and then I told the person at the bar that they were Shh, a stupid- Oh, sh- sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry.
1: A few minutes later Andreas is setting up all of his like incense and like prayer stuff and it's like clang clatter, clatter. clang, clang, clang.
0: <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Shaggy is just walking around looking at all the rocks. Occasionally he'll step into the rock and reappear somewhere else.
1: That's cool. Shaggy, do you notice anything interesting about these rocks? Is there something we could learn from you?
0: Well, they're very old. And they were worked by human hands. Good and they seem kind of friendly. Oh, that's all good news, I guess. (laughs) I like them.
3: Are there unfriendly rocks?
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I don't like those.
1: (laughs) Where do you find unfriendly rocks?
0: Sometimes, like, on the top of a tall cliff, like right by the edge. Mm. Those rocks are really unhappy. Oh yes. Yeah.
3: Probably cold all the time.
0: Right, and they might just fall. (laughs) <laughs> at least that's how it feels to me. I don't know.
3: Eggie, you truly are the rock whisperer.
0: Why? <laughs> uh, you, think I talk, you think I talk to them? You, you think I'm crazy?
3: No, you understand <laughs> the rocks. Oh. It's a good compliment.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I'm going to go look at these rocks over here in this other room. Okay. And he looks a little uncomfortable and walks out of the room.
3: <laughs> did I can't did believe I,
0: you said he talks to rocks.
3: Oh, I, I sometimes <laughs> things just come out of my mouth. <laughs> I can't help it. He probably hates me. Oh.
0: All right, so you have a good rest. And
1: uh, I change up some of my spells. All right.
3: Jonesy does too.
1: Everyone should be
0: healed up, All right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, and we could have done more first aid, so... Can we just assume. Yep, I think they're it's full? safe
0: to consider every. Yep, I think it's safe to consider, unless we want to check to see if Jonesy rolls any ones. I would rather not check that personally. Yeah, let's just let's just play it safe. We
3: could talk about what we have for dinner, and then maybe some of the other conversations. I mean, we should go back out the cave <laughs> just to make sure you know there's nothing going on out there. Before we could back.
0: Jackie comes back in and says, "Well, I guess we've beaten around the bush enough. Maybe." Maybe we should go check out that last room, unless you want to stall a little bit more. Well, Shaggy,
1: (laughs) if it's solo midnight, we probably should get moving.
0: I agree. I bet there are some cool rocks.
1: (laughs) We're going to kind of get ready at the edge of the room. And before we head in, Jonesy and Andreas have been kind of talking strategy here. And we've got a couple spells we're going to pop before we head in. Okay. So so just kind of at the cusp, um, Andreas is going to cast Magic Weapon on Zankath's bow. Cool. So you can drag that spell effect onto your token. And that's, uh, that's what I got for now.
4: Oh, it only lasts one minute.
3: Go. All right. It's been a little while since I've done this. Uh, Andreas and Ed, Zankath, give me your... Oh, just show me your weapons here. Here it is. Show you my weapon. And he reaches out and touches both your weapons closes his eyes, and then says some nice things about Saren Ray, <laughs> <laughs> And then he casts Disrupting Weapons, which uh, infuses your weapons with positive energy, and you get to do an extra 1d4 damage to undead. So I'm just kind of hoping it's undead, but I think if it's not undead, nothing happens. Dang. Also, Rumpy is missing.
0: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want me to bring Rumpy back there with you?
3: Yes and no. <laughs> Part of me is hoping that there's some sort of dog cat thing happening. And it's not going to like the dog because it's a cat, <laughs> but that seems very wishful. But maybe.
0: Okay, you stand at the steps leading up into this chamber. The initiative tracker says Jonesy, you're first. What would you like to do,
3: Jonesy? Or you
0: could you could postpone. You could delay if you want.
3: I wasn't planning on getting to go first, so I am not giving you one second here. Fair. Yes, I will cast Bless. He's going to move into the cave, trying to stay away from walls.
0: Jonesy casts Bless and moves up the stairs and into the chamber. And as you do, that familiar rumble returns. And you hear a roar from deeper somewhere inside that room. Shaggy goes next. And Shaggy says, okay, I guess I'll uh, I'll just follow you. And he walks in, in front of Jonesy there, and says, I don't really see anything. Sure is kind of shaky in here. The rocks seem kind of unhappy. And he takes another step further into the room.
3: We would have told Shaggy about the paintings, right? Yeah. talked about that. Okay. Okay, <laughs> yes. well, he'll take
0: another step a little farther away from the paintings then. And he says, I don't know what's going on in here. It seems just dark and loud. And that's all he does.
2: Sure. Dark and loud. Yeah.
0: That means it is now Corgo's turn. Corgo raises his shield and
4: enters the room. And he tells Smilodon to come with him. And that's the reaction. So that's a move raise shield and command animal.
0: Okay. Zancath, it is your turn.
2: Zancath's going to move into the room uh, adjacent to uh, Josie and Corgo and get going to ready in action to shoot something.
0: Okay. Corgo, the painting on the wall just in front of you comes to life. And I need to move this. And as this painting, which shows animals being hunted and little hunters dancing around, as it comes to life it leaps out of the wall and takes on the shape of a Smilodon, a saber-toothed tiger, and takes a swipe at you.
2: That would trigger my ready to action?
0: Yes, if you want to use your ready to action, you can try shooting at this thing. However, you know that last time, Andreas tried attacking this effect, and it didn't do anything.
2: I know, but I'm hoping that it being the Solar Midnight thing will make a difference. Okay. Um, So let's test this out. All right. Gonna shoot it with my bow. That's a 14. I feel like that did not hit.
0: Yeah, I'm afraid that whether or not it would affect this thing, you're not sure, but your arrow goes sailing past. I think maybe you just weren't quite expecting it to come from quite where it came from. It's coming from a slightly different place than it did last time.
2: Guys, my rolling has already been terrible. This should be
0: fun. All right. And here comes the attack on poor Corgo. 34.
2: Mike! Stop it!
0: Now, would
4: that... Because the, the last time we were in here, it hit people not near the wall. Would that have hit me anyway? Attack me anyway? I'm just curious.
0: You know what? If anyone wants to make a perception check or a knowledge check or something, maybe I will tell you more about something you notice about these attacks
4: from the walls. But that does hit, and that will be a critical hit.
0: Okay, here we go. Jeez.
3: I think we must be missing
2: something. You're down again, aren't you?
0: 32 points of damage to poor Corgo. Is that what the is that the total critical damage or is that's, that? That's the total critical damage. Okay. Corgo's not down. Oof, wow. Near death though. Uh, wow. Uh,
2: I'm gonna take that perception check you offered.
0: It's not your turn though.
2: Oh, I thought you just meant that we could no, do no, it no, whenever. I'm sorry.
0: I know on, on your turn. You can take an action to seek or do a knowledge check or something, and maybe I'll tell you some more. Okay. Andreas.
1: All right, Andreas is going to charge.
0: All you've heard is you've heard a roar, and you hear Corgo cry out.
4: It's it's
1: back. Uh, Classic. (laughs) The cartoon's back. Andreas hauls his geriatric butt (laughs) (laughs) through the entire first chamber, measuring it out. All right, I get to the bottom of the stairs on the far side by the stalagmite. Shaggy just sees me like sprint past. <laughs> hey, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get to the star <laughs> room. <laughs> Was that the plan? Everybody's going to attack my paintings. I'm trying to get <laughs> <It is> now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I just rush to the other side. And do I see anything in this far room?
0: Uh, you see the same stuff you saw last time. I don't know. Do you think it is exactly solar midnight? Did you wait until exactly then or wait until just before or what did you think you did?
1: I feel like feel like we spent that 8 hours like prepping and thinking about it and like watching this we even checked, went out and checked the sky when we saw Letsua. So I'm I'm hoping we're pretty close.
0: Okay. Yeah, so you can see that this room looks like it's starting to brighten a little bit. Mm. You've already seen the room before. You know that there are holes in the ceiling. Now it looks like it's starting to brighten up. Like, the room is becoming brighter. You also notice that there are no paintings on the walls of this room. Everybody, the walls of this room are
1: clear. <laughs> Get over here.
3: Leave Cargo behind. There's no time.
1: <laughs> he can carry himself
0: today. Jonesy, it's your turn.
3: Jonesy will also run as fast as his old man legs can carry him. What's my movement speed? 25? 25. He's, he's old and afraid, so he'll only go a little bit ahead of Andreas. And that's it.
0: All right. As Jonesy steps into the room, you hear a deep voice rumble. No! Shaggy says, what am I? What are we? We're going over there? Go over there, Shaggy. Oh, go quickly. Okay. Oh, all right.
1: There's also a cool rock right there. If it's magical, you should make it do cool stuff. Ro-
0: <laughs> wa- oh, oh, wow. That rock is...
5: Wow.
0: Nope. Keep moving. What? Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. I'm in the room. These rocks are kind of cool, but not as cool as that rock out there. You sure I can't go back out and look at that rock? I'm certain. Oh. All right. So Shaggy runs down the length of the room and into that side room with the holes in the ceiling with the light starting to brighten slowly. Corgo, you're eyes are swimming with blood that is streaking down your face. You're tired. You're just not in great shape. What do you
4: want to do? Corco sprints the room to the side. Spends two stride actions. Gets to the other side and raises the shield up. Okay, That's it.
0: You doing anything for your cat?
4: Nope, that's three actions. All right. is gonna hang out over there for a minute. Okay. Zancath, it's your turn.
2: Uh, Zancath is sprinting. Oh, man, I just realized I forgot to sustain less in all my running. No, it lasts for a minute. If you sustain it, it grows. Okay, cool. So I want to get past the stairs. Uh, I'm going to get to the stairs, uh, going into the other room, and I'm going to use the perception check that I've already rolled, which was a 25, if I might.
0: Okay, yes. So here are a few things I can tell you that you notice as you look around. First, you notice that the holes in the ceiling are brightening and shining more light into this room because stars are slowly moving to line up with those holes. The second thing you notice, that those paintings in the other room, they are magically being affected, but you think it's probably possible to disable them somehow. The paint itself isn't magic. You think that you could use occultism or religion to somehow calm down whatever effect is on them, or you could just straight up deface them using crafting or thievery to disable those paintings. Cool. All right.
2: Okay. Uh, I share that information as I'm running.
0: (laughs) Okay. So as you all gather in this room with Andreas closest to the entrance, the rumbling grows a little more intense and Andreas, a figure appears... Behind the pedestal. Oh, snap,
1: it's a cat.
3: (laughs)
0: Looks like that. It's a ghost kitty.
3: It's a ghost kitty. Is it undead, though?
0: I don't know. Are ghosts undead? You'll have to think about that. (laughs) Maybe do a knowledge check or something. That was cold, Mike. I'm, I'm being sincere. Do a knowledge check or something. It did did sound a little
3: bit cold. (laughs) It did sound. Sorry,
2: huh?
3: What do you think? Come on,
2: God, goats—they're dead. Duh. Duh.
0: (laughs) Sincerely, do a knowledge check. The creature appears and is charging toward Andreas. It must have been hiding somehow behind the pedestal, but it charges straight towards him. So it takes an action to stride, and then it takes an action. To attack him with ghostly fangs. No, oh, come on now.
3: No.
0: No, my oh my gosh. All right, so I rolled a, a 35. Mike! It would be really
1: nice if you could use some of the other 17 numbers that are on the dice. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. It's, it's Foundry. It's
2: not me. You haven't rolled anything <laughs> for these creatures lower than a 30.
4: Sorry. Please do your critical damage. Okay, here we go. A 17 to hit is ridiculous, though. I mean, that is really
3: high. Holy cow. At level two.
0: 28 points of damage.
1: Would you like to know how many hit points I have? 28.
0: 28. Oh, boy. All right. Andreas goes down.
2: Hey, was my magic weapon a thing that goes away when you're unconscious? No. Cool.
1: I'm going to read up on whether I'm actually unconscious here.
2: Also, read up if this
3: encounter is super stupid.
0: Oh, yeah, let me check the adventure. Give me a second. <laughs> Get that uh, adventure book out and reread that. This encounter is stupid. Super stupid.
1: Because <laughs> it matters, because it's my turn next, I think so.
0: And because it's an incorporeal creature, after it does that, it then strides inside the wall and disappears. Ah, classic. Well, that's rude. All
1: right, so I am unconscious. My initiative moves directly before that creature. Before creature. All right. It was a
0: crit, so I'm actually dying too. That is the end of that creature's turn. Jonesy.
3: Andreas, no! <laughs> Jonesy will push past Corgo and Zancath. Get out of the way. Why? Who else is harmed? Oh, yeah, Corgo. Right. Okay, never mind. Forgot about Corgo.
0: So, what's Jonesy doing?
3: Jonesy's going to do a three-action heal. Awesome. To heal all living creatures and undead creatures. Ooh. So, if this cat is undead, I think it should take damage. You disperse positive energy in a 30-foot emanation. This targets all living and undead creatures in the burst. So, it will do positive damage to undead.
0: Well, that's interesting.
3: It's not a whole lot, though. It's only.
0: For you, it's 1d10.
2: Not great, though. Uh, eight. Hey, eight out of ten? Not bad.
0: Yeah, so you don't know if you did any damage to this creature because it's inside the wall. But if you did hurt it, then I might have recorded that. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> okay. That's a very.
0: I see.
3: Non <laughs> answer answer. <laughs> that is a very non answer. Dear Ray, please give us real answers.
5: <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no.
0: Shaggy is going to step next to Corgo and then ready in action to hit whatever comes up nearby. Corgo, what do you want to do?
4: Corgo's going to say, get in here. Corgo's going to move away from the walls because that's a ghost cat. We can get. Is it Rumpy? Rumpy. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Get Rumpy in here.
0: Rumpy's not real sure about this. <laughs> Rumpy is standing back in the other room. You can hear, barely hear her whimpering.
4: Mm, Rumpy seems to like Jonesy. I
3: think she's just going to do what she's going to want to do.
4: Gorg is going to try. He's going to, he you might need a really high roll. Gorga's going to say, uh,
0: Rumpy, you get in here too. And a 20 command animal? Yeah, all right. I will add Rumpy to the initiative. Rumpy goes after you.
4: Sorry, Jeanette. I'm making your pet wolf come in.
3: If you kill that wolf.
0: (laughs) I know, I feel so bad already.
3: (laughs) I think it's my first animal companion in any campaign.
1: Whoa. Not true. You played a druid.
3: Uh, Yeah, but one that was just like...
0: Oh, summoning, yeah.
3: Yeah, without summoned.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so Rumpy moves 35 feet with each action. Of course, gets to the safest part of the room. Yeah, it does. (laughs) That's the only place where there is room for her. I mean, where (laughs) else is she going to stand?
2: Leave her alone. (laughs) Just let her be. Rather have her in this room than the other room.
0: Rumpy moves into the room, sort of muscles her way through all of you, looks nervously back at the room behind her, (laughs) and runs past you all deeper into this side room that you're in. Zancath, what are you doing?
2: Uh, one action, activate my point blank shot stance, and two actions to ready an action. Yeah. To shoot.
4: That's brutal, that two actions to ready an action thing.
0: Andreas,
4: what do you want to do? Uh, Andreas stands,
1: he picks up his weapon, and he swings it at one of the paintings on the wall, just like to the south of him. Okay. In an attempt to deface it. You knock me out after you knocked Corvo and Zankath out? You think I'm gonna stand for this embarrassment? Take this and <laughs> stupid chalk drawings. Where? Make
0: an occultism, religion, crafting, or thievery check.
4: Crafting it is. 18. What a monster he's ruining. Cave art. Irreplaceable.
0: <laughs> my ancestors do that! Oh my gosh, it, it's not enough. Wow. I didn't think That's it would be. Crazy. I'm sorry. It is apparently more difficult to deface it in the right way than you thought it would be. But 18 is not enough. Fair
4: enough. You just made it more cool.
3: Oh, maybe the chalk. Maybe that makes it easier to deface.
0: Just not good at smashing walls, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's weird. The DCs are different for different skills. It yeah. seems weird. that, uh, But anyway. Destroying the right part of the painting. I guess so. I guess that's what it is. You just didn't happen to hit the right part. Good effort, though. Good idea. And that means it is this creature's turn. Now, unfortunately for incorporeal creatures, when they start their turn inside a wall or other object, they are slowed one. So this creature loses an action. It's going to use one action to move. And it moves out of the wall, which triggers a couple reactions. Let's do Zankath first. Okay. This creature jumps out of the wall, and it looks like it's going to... Try to get at either Shaggy or this uh, cute little kitty.
2: 30. That's a nice.
3: 30 to hit. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's definitely a hit. And with a magical weapon at that.
3: And a, and a disrupting weapon if it is, in fact, undead.
1: You're supposed to roll 2d6 because it's striking. You're supposed to roll another d4 because it's disrupting. Plus your okay. stance.
2: Uh, So that's 5, 8, 10 damage.
0: 10 damage. Alright, so this is a magical weapon Not a ghost touch weapon But it's a magical weapon So some of that damage gets through And three
1: of it's positive. positive
0: Three of it's positive, all of the positive goes through
4: Nice Okay.
0: Shaggy's attack triggers Oh, it's a big weird kitty And he swings at it With his club 25 to hit Which is a hit Nice. And he attempts to give it a serious bonk. Unfortunately, his weapon is not magical. So most of that damage does not go through. But a little bit does. That's the end of Shaggy's turn. Now, the creature doesn't have any actions left, so it can't go back into the wall. Sorry, I never took its action. I just had it move, and I never took its action. So it is going to target... Oh, Corgo, you're still up, and you're in range. This is true. It's going to go for Corgo. 29 to hit. I don't think that's a critical if it meets does it be oh yeah is your ac 19
4: it is 19. did you put your shield up i did not i did
0: not oh man
3: do anything with that no
0: no okay so we have another critical on poor corgo so 20 points of damage as this creature chomps on corgo and shakes him around and flings him against a wall corgo slumps to the ground That's the creature's turn, and now it is standing in front of your group, uh, growling, ready to attack someone else. That means it is now Jonesy's turn.
3: But that was like eight healing. (laughs) Why is he
0: down again? (laughs) I Just shoot the ghost.
3: I think I am just going to mass heal again.
0: Channeling should definitely hurt this thing. Four. Four. All right.
3: That's all I can do. It seems just... Unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hear that. Spend
1: all your actions and only get four damage yeah, for meanwhile, sure. Meanwhile,
3: this cat thing gets to move through a wall, attack people, hit for 29, do 20 damage. And I heal four hit points, enough to bring Corgo back up and then just watch him get murdered again.
0: It's Shaggy's turn. Would a hair snare work against an incorporeal creature? Yeah. Is he, does he have any magic tags uh, it, it has transmutation ta- or and primal tags which is magical so then, yeah. Yep. yeah I guess that would work why don't we try a hair snare it doesn't even have the attack trait so why not uh, so he reaches out his hair sort of starts lifting up and it, he reaches out toward this ghostly creature and it starts to try to wrap around this cat's legs And the cat has to make a reflex save. And it failed.
4: Nice. Yeah.
0: This creature is now clumsy too. This hair actually detaches from his body as it wraps around this saber-toothed ghost. And the ghost sort of shakes its legs, trying to get this hair off. The hair is tangling its legs together. And the creature is now clumsy too.
1: I'm so stoked about Clumsy, too. <laughs> this is played directly into my strategy.
0: Yes!
4: <laughs> Let's go! Yeah! <laughs> I only fight opponents that
0: are clumsy.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I got the sweet clumsy build, you guys. <laughs> oh, he has more actions. Yeah, he can still attack. Yeah, so now he's going to attack. He doesn't want to use his otherworldly laugh. You're all too close.
2: Appreciate that. Oh,
4: do that to us later, because we're curious now.
0: Okay. He'll attack with his club. He says, bad kitty. And he swings down on top of it with his club. Rolls a 24, which is a hit.
4: Okay, good.
0: And the damage. 10 points of damage. Unfortunately, it seems like nothing happens. His club just passes right through the creature. He looks at the club and looks at the creature, and he tries again. Uh, Unfortunately, that time he misses even clumsy the creature is able to dodge out of the way and that means it is now the dire wolf's turn rumpy rumpy stands there looking really nervous uh, about this ghostly creature she sort of paces back and forth but can't really squeeze into that space there and so doesn't do anything question sure
2: we didn't give this command so if it doesn't work one way or the other sure does forced movement, uh, can forced movement create opportunity attacks? No. And, okay. Could Rumpy pull Corgo away from the cat?
0: Corgo's conscious. Yeah, Corgo's now, he's been oh, healed. Right. He's got, got like healed. four hit points or
2: whatever okay. it was.
4: Wow. So many hit points. He's ready.
2: Still would like him to be pulled away, but okay, he can make his own decisions. <laughs> snip, snap, snip, snap.
0: Zancath, it's your turn. I'm gonna shoot it. Oh, all right. You must.
2: Gonna shoot it. Shoot it. So 29 to hit.
0: Yes. Wow. Another hit.
2: That is uh, 12 damage, four of that being positive damage.
0: Most of that got through. Beautiful.
2: I'm gonna shoot again. Assisting shot? Yes. 24 to hit. That does not. Nope, that doesn't include the minus five.
0: Oh, no, it doesn't. So it's 19. No, I'm afraid that's a miss. Andreas. Andreas is going
1: to stride towards the creature standing just behind Shaggy. He whips the meteor hammer through the air and he's going to do a trip attack. His ghost touch can totally touch clumsy ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. This is uh, maybe, well, maybe a miss. Let's see what happens. Oh, 16. Is that
0: against Reflex DC? Hero
2: it's against
1: Reflex DC. I feel like I'm going to Hero Point that.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah.
4: Get about 10 on the roll. Nope. No.
3: Oh. <laughs>
4: That's an
1: 11.
0: Uh, I'm afraid even while clumsy, this creature is not susceptible to your trip attack.
1: Well, only because I missed. <laughs> finishing the turn off with a shield.
0: Corgo,
4: what do you want to do? Corgo stands up. He remembers the story that Zanx told him and he's like, this is it. I'm the hero in the story. Forget friend So he stands up and he tries to hit it with the magic hammer because that works with a 16, but he's in the hero point. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because he's the hero.
0: He's the, rem- he yes, exactly. the hero. Yes,
4: exactly. Hero. 29 to hit. Yes. 29 is a hit. Eleven damage. Nice. All right, it's a magical
0: weapon. Not all of that gets through, but most of it does.
4: And then he, he's remembering, like seeing this ghost saber-tooth tiger brings him back into his past a little bit. He's remembering that time that he met a saber-tooth tiger. He, no, because he was a he was a boy. Oh, sorry. And he's
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's a boy. Sean. He's <laughs>
4: drawn back into that. And he's getting just so mad, and he just wants to use his claws so badly, but he's, like, trying to not get into a rage still, because he knows how important to use his magic weapon is. And so he tosses the magic hammer over to Shaggy as his last action.
0: Wow. Okay.
3: Mike, you gotta make some, like, Avengers movie hero guys. Yeah, he's
4: got to catch it. Shaggy's got to catch it with his beard.
0: And it's like
2: <laughs> it's like when Captain
0: America catches uh, Mjolnir. Okay, yeah. so you toss it over to Shaggy.
2: With his beard?
4: Yeah, Corgo says Shaggy,
0: use this.
4: And he tosses it over to Shaggy. Alright. After hitting it with the ghost cat with it.
0: Okay, uh, Shaggy lets it hit the ground, and then Oh, um, uh, come on. <laughs> could a cool moment. <laughs> and then <laughs> <We're> hero, gonna- <laughs> he looks like he's going to bend over and pick it up. That's Corgo's turn. The creature. The creature is no longer stuck in the wall, so it's not slowed, but it is clumsy.
4: In flat foot, if if clumsy doesn't already do that.
0: And so it's going to try first to escape the hair snare.
4: No.
0: Uh, So let's see. To do that, it needs to make another escape attempt.
1: Athletics, acrobatics, unarmed strike.
0: Okay, Uh, I'll use acrobatics. So here we go. Acrobatics check to try to escape. 30? Wow. Mike, come (laughs) on. My bonus is only plus 11 that time.
2: Only plus 11.
0: Uh, (laughs) So the creature roars and tears this hair from its legs, just throws it aside. Oh,
4: the beard comes right off.
0: And it looks angrily at Shaggy and makes an attack on Shaggy.
2: No. Yeah, that sure. Not Shaggy.
1: With minus five because escape has the attack trait.
0: All right, minus five. Oh, only a 14. Lucky Shaggy ducks out of the way. Shaggy is shorter than uh, the creature was expecting.
3: That's when Shaggy was picking up the hammer. It just happened to bend down.
0: It's going to use its last action to sink back into the wall. Come on, man. Mm, It kind of started its turn in the wall like a little bit. Sort of like Uh, half- yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, should little I lose bit. half an action for that?
3: I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you want. A little do. bit of damage. Just a little bit of damage.
0: Uh, now yeah, <laughs> let's see here. It's sort of half in the wall. Uh, yeah. Okay. I- I'll say it doesn't have its action this time, so it's sort of stuck there. Yeah, I'll, I'll-, I'll say that it's it's down in action.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. And I'm your I'm, a, I'm real know, generous. I'm, your your generous. <laughs> I'm,
2: a,
3: I'm a nice GM. Thanks for following the rules, Mike. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know what the rule is. It says if it ends its turn in a wall, then it's slowed one. I don't know what happens if it's uh, partly in a wall and partly out of the wall, but let's say it's still slowed one. All right. It is flat-footed,
4: though, because it's... Uh, Because Corgo hit it, and the uh, Rungar is right there. So it's flat-footed for one turn.
0: Now, is it flat-footed only to you two, or is it flat-footed to everybody? I think it's flat-footed to everybody.
4: Let me read this. Your cat throws your enemies off balance when you create an opening. Until the start of your next turn, your strikes that deal damage to a creature within your cat's reach, make the target flat-footed until the end of your turn, so it doesn't specify. Oh,
1: amazing. So it's flat-footed.
4: All right, flat-footed. Cats could never be flat-footed.
1: That's amazing! You're so good. You're so good at this game, Josh. Man, thanks. I wish I could.
0: I <laughs> wish I could live <laughs> it's, up it's to you.
4: It's so not true. I love when you lie to me, Sean. lying <laughs> to me again. <laughs> Probably with my hair.
0: <laughs> Jonesy, it's your turn.
3: Jonesy's gonna reach up to the sky, call down a. Sweet Divine Lance with some good energy. Love that. Good, good Divine Lance. 26 to hit. Whoa, yeah. nice. Wow.
0: Yes, that is a hit. Right.
3: That's five damage. But it is good. Wait. <laughs> it <laughs> <That's> is good. <laughs> good. It is so good. i just <laughs> curious if it's uh, positive uh, energy.
0: If it's, it's, a, it's good aligned energy. Oh, it's energy.
3: Divine energy. Yeah. Good aligned energy.
0: It doesn't look like it has any effect.
4: What a good
3: effort. Stern failed us. (laughs) All right. And then he will reach out and touch. I think Andreas is next. Uh, My neck? You will touch your neck because they're next (laughs) and cast guidance on you. Dope. So you get a plus one stat bonus to one attack roll. I will use it. Do you want me to post it? I got it. Okay. And that's it.
0: All right. Shaggy's turn. Shaggy bends down and picks up the hammer, tosses it up, catches it in his hand, and says, okay, I guess I'll try it. up. I don't know. Small, though. <laughs> and he makes a swing with it at this stupid tiger, and he hits it.
2: Yeah.
0: With a 22. Now, what's the damage on a... 1d8. 1d8 on a warhammer. And he hits it with this magical hammer for 12 points of damage, but only some of that goes through. So glad that
1: you remembered to bring Shaggy, Jonesy.
0: (laughs)
3: Jonesy touches his head
0: like, I'm a thinker. (laughs) Hey, that works better. I like this hammer. And he'll try again. 23. That's another hit.
2: Well done. At least yeah, finally there's... your impressive rolls are working for us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's 11 points of damage. Again, some of that goes through. It is the direwolf's turn. Again, Rumpy just sort of stands there looking uncomfortable. Pause at Corgo a little bit. <laughs> just really not sure what she should be doing.
2: She's trying to get treats.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Probably smells some food on Corgo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zancath, it's your turn.
2: Shoot. going to shoot. Uh, that's wait. Nope, I'm going to hero point that. Cuz that was a 20 and I don't think that hits.
1: Is flat-footed though.
0: The result of that 20 is because it's flat-footed, that's a hit.
2: That's 11 to positive yes, damage.
0: Yes. Wow. All right. So 2 points of positive damage. And then a bunch of uh, magical damage. And then, at that moment, things change. And the snarl suddenly disappears from the spirit's face. And the cat, this enormous ghostly cat, shakes its head as if waking up. And you get the impression that the creature takes a long breath, though it clearly doesn't need to breathe. And it sits on its haunches and looks at you. And at that moment, Shaggy says... I should hear it again, right? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> One more for good measure.
1: I mean, no. <laughs> oh. Okay. I didn't get a turn.
0: <laughs> 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 the cat looks at all of you and says, Forgive me my wrath and accept my surrender. And the spirit bows its head.
3: Classic cat attacks you first and then it's all like oh I'm sorry
2: oh my bad (laughs) I love you
0: (laughs) a deep rumbling voice emanates from the ghostly tiger and echoes off the cavern walls
5: I am CR Stick painted tiger guardian of this cave for many centuries it has been at least 100 winters since I was bested by one of your kind Before then, no mortal dared challenge me. Indeed, your people came here often to consult the stars before migrating east. That all changed after the Great Quake. Some of your kind, their eyes full of fear, came here with a sacred light.
0: The ghost turns his massive head to the side, as if thinking, and then nods toward the empty
5: pedestal behind you. I agreed to protect your holy lamp, the one which once lay on that
0: rock. The spectral cat begins pacing back and forth in front of you.
5: Not long after, another human arrived. A man, a man... With the heart of... And the cat pauses. And then it looks at
0: Jonesy. And then at Andreas. With the heart of
5: a demon? It just got goosebumps. He called himself... Metuak... Of the Burning Mammoths. And he challenged me for the artifact. I fell and he took it. With my dying breath, I cursed the lamp that led to my ruin by placing a piece of my own soul inside of it. As long as Matuok lived, whoever wielded that terrible fire would suffer horrendous agony if ever parted from it. Through the peace of my soul in the lamp, I saw the demon man flee through the eastern mountains before my vision clouded with rage. And then you arrived. The cat sits again
0: and looks at you.
3: First of all, bravo. That was well done.
2: Hero <laughs> <point>. boy. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: Take another one. Great cat, See I'll stick. It is true, we've come from the broken tusk following, and the burning mammoths have pursued us and haunted us for the last several weeks. After attempting to kill one of our leaders, we had hoped that you would know something of the location of the flame. You say that he traveled to the east. Is that all you know?
0: The tiger cocks his head, looking confused.
5: He fled through the same mountain pass your people have always crossed. Lost Mammoth Valley, I believe you call it. If you have forgotten the way, no matter. Your ancestors would come here sometimes to consult the stars in this very chamber to chart their course. Beyond that, I do not know the fate of the Demon Man or your sacred lantern. And as you look around the room...
0: The room with this ceiling riddled with tiny holes. The room continues brightening. And you realize the room isn't really brightening, it's just this starlight, this starlight filtering down through the holes in the ceiling. The moon and the stars have lined up exactly with some of the holes. The holes and the lines between these holes create a clear and obvious map, showing a wide curving valley through the Tusk Mountains. At the western end of the map is a glowing symbol of a cat's face, Red Cat Cave, where you are. At the far eastern end of the map, there is a symbol of a mammoth between two mountains. This must be the entrance to Lost Mammoth Valley, the valley where Metuak supposedly took the primordial flame. The map doesn't reveal terrain details, but it clearly shows how to lead the following on the old Gear route, which has to be the next leg of your journey the cat looks up at the stars painted on the ceiling or rather the holes that are stars on the ceiling and then looks back at you
1: thank you siostic for your wisdom i worry that uh, whatever evil possessed you may return do you feel confident that you are your old self once again
5: i apologize i am for now myself Whether I will stay that way, I do not know. Well, I praise Desna for the wisdom she had
1: to gift these stars to the people and to you to show us the way. She is guiding us. Don't you all see? Sarenrae's cool, but Desna's
0: the star lady. (laughs) (laughs) The cat looks at you as you're
5: speaking and then says, A piece of my spirit still lingers inside that sacred lantern. If you retrieve it, beware. You will not be able to part with it until Metuak is killed. Siarstick turns his
0: head to the east in the direction where his killer fled.
5: I believe the demon man still lives, even after all these years. Had he died, the curse would have been lifted and the rest of my soul returned to me. We will return your soul to you, Siarstic.
1: whatever measures we must take. Metuark has done great evil to us, and we'll make sure that it has justice delivered.
3: Yes, I, I have this piece of chalk, and I notice that you have all these paintings um, that are quite deadly. Uh, is there anything we can do to perhaps... And, uh, I don't want to say deface, but, um,
5: <laughs> you know... The paintings will not harm you while I am under control.
3: Oh, okay, th- th- thank you. And he uh kind of shies away obviously a little bit intimidated by this cat thing.
2: The Zancath has just kind of very quietly been scooting um, past Jodzy to get over to Corgo.
4: Corgo takes some of where he's bleeding from and looks at it in his hand. And he looks up at this ghost. He says, You shouldn't feel sorry for fighting us today. You should feel sorry for your failure to defend the artifact. We'll get it back. But just know that when we're done, I'm coming back for you.
3: Are you threatening the ghost cat?
0: Yes. And Go get the map lady to draw this stuff. <laughs> uh, the cat hangs its head and says, Yes, the failure was mine. Come on, Hungara.
3: He's just tired. He didn't mean it.
0: The cat sniffs the air in the direction of
5: uh, Andreas and Jonesy and says, I know little of the war between your people and the demons to the east. But I know the smell of someone who has been near demons. The two of you have their stench upon you, or on your souls. Though it has been many years since you fought them, I hope you are not affected as Metuok was.
1: Andreas goes totally pale when Sierstek <laughs> says that. He looks like he's about to vomit.
2: We're we're fine. Thank you for asking. I've been with them for some time, and they have done nothing but show kindness and goodness. I have no doubts about their quality or their
0: souls. The giant cat looks toward Harangara as Harangara goes, and then looks back at the rest of you, and then gives a great shudder. Go. He groans, his ghostly image fading.
5: Recover your flame and defeat Matuok, so that I may at last have my well-deserved rest.
0: And with those words, he vanishes. So that means you now know where you need to go next. But there's one more important thing I have to tell you all. You all level up.
3: Yeah! Yeah.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to Broken Tusk Rising. You can help the podcast by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. By following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the House of Bob, or by chatting with us on Discord, and most of all by supporting us on Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash the House of Bob. This show is possible due to all our patrons who get special zines, one-shots, commentary. And currently, patrons at the $10 level get a mega dungeon level based on the tarot every month. Art for this episode is by Sean Makes. Audio production and music are by me, my hammock. Thanks again for listening, and roll on. Uh, let's see, I need to put Shaggy. Oh my gosh, it's going to very slowly move him across the <laughs> whole map, little, one little step at a time. There he is. Uh, oh, that No, that was Let'sua.
1: Control X, Control V.
0: I guess I could do that. I'm, uh, okay, well, he's on the way. He's very slowly. There he goes. He's halfway there. Oh, he's he's going to at, at all the rocks. Dump, 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 dump. Yeah, looks at all the rocks. There he is.
3: Oh, the sunglasses. Double sunglasses.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, now it's serious. I actually can't see. This is not
4: working. <laughs> actually, this is really terrible for me. <laughs> not a good idea.
1: This is a
2: terrible idea.
1: Oops, that's just...
2: (laughs) Bastion, (laughs) no!
1: Just said bastion by himself. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He's
3: had enough of your spell sucking. I'm having a lot of trouble with that right now.
0: (laughs) Sincerely do a knowledge check. I'm like that Kids in the Hall character who always sounds sarcastic even though he's being sincere and everyone misinterprets. You guys know that character? No? We're just... just too young.
2: No, but I can understand it.
0: It's fine. No, it's fine. No, really, I like this game. (laughs) It's really great. No, I'm not being sarcastic. It's really fun. (laughs) Is that enough? Let's see here. Why didn't I write down the DC? That feels pretty defacing. It it does feel pretty defacing. It seems like that should work, but I didn't, for some reason, write down the DC. So please, uh, I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. Uh, Give me just a moment while I find this.
3: I think there's a rule
2: that if you're not prepared...
3: It's just, tw-
1: just
0: 10.
2: D- DC's 1.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: DC 10.
2: 30! That's a 30 nice. to hit.
0: Yeah. Wow. I think you probably clipped with that.
2: Sorry, uh, yes, I probably... That was a 30? Good. That's a 30 <laughs> to hit?
0: Um,
2: <laughs> I was very excited. Sorry about that.
0: I'm tempted to say it's a miss just to see what you do, but no, uh, I'm not going to do that. No, That's definitely a hit. And with a magical weapon at that...
2: I would absolutely not believe you if you said that wasn't a hit. We would all rage quit. We would all rage quit if that 30 didn't hit. Man, Corgo really is a dad. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed in you.
4: And don't touch the thermostat when we're gone. Because <laughs> I'll know. I'll <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> That's awesome. And we didn't die.
2: And we did not die.
4: And we freaking won. Pretty surprised that we didn't die.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep.
4: I think those spells you guys you guys did your homework. I think that helped a lot. That helped a like, lot. I basically saved the day there. I'm sorry
0: we went so late, guys. uh There was a lot of uh foundry manipulation going on there that hopefully will eat up some of that B- time. Boss but yeah. battle should take a while. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Boss battle and you leveled up at the end. It was worth it, right? I <gasps> leveled yeah.
2: up. What
0: do I do. Is that the
1: end of the book?
0: No. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it! That felt like a,
1: that felt like a book.
0: That felt like a book bookender to me. That was the end of part two of the book. Next is part three. There's a part three? Yep. Whoa. You have to make your way to Lost Mammoth Valley.
4: Okay.